But thou, Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old from everlasting. And he shall stand and feed in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall abide, for now shall he be great unto the ends of the earth, and this man shall be the peace. Rejoice, Rejoice in, in the, the coming, coming of the Lord. Lord. years, God had been making promises to his people. 
He had promised a prince, a shepherd, a healer, a conqueror, a prophet and a priest, a lion and a lamb. He had promised peace. He had promised freedom. He had promised love and life without end. Finally, one evening in the blackness of midnight, his promises all came wrapped together as one magnificent promise. The promise was a baby. The promise was Emmanuel. The promise was God himself.
Christmas is a story of joy. It's a story of wonder, of magnificent promises made and kept. It's a story of faith, of love and light and worship. A story of long journeys and incredible discoveries. It's a story of kings and angels, of shepherds and priests, of young and old. It's a story of beautiful, ordinary people. But above all, Christmas is a story of Jesus. When we sing at Christmas, we sing about him. When we celebrate, we celebrate him. Christmas is a story of love. For hundreds of years, love had whispered, I am coming. I am coming to be with you, to stay with you forever. It was love that was celebrated that night in the skies over Bethlehem with angels, music, and shouts of praise. Love was the shining star high in the sky 
sent to draw people from far away to come and worship the baby. It's a story of hardship and sacrifice, of long journeys and years of waiting. Mary, perhaps 14 years old, endured the terrible shame of being pregnant before she was married. 
after traveling 80 miles to Bethlehem, no doubt exhausted and frightened, far from family and home, she had her first child in the dirt and darkness of a stable. Joseph stayed by her side, though the child was not his. He willingly shared her shame and her suffering. Mary, Joseph, and many others followed God through long, difficult days. But because they were faithful, they rejoiced in him and became part of his timeless story. Yeah. 
Christmas is a story of worship. The scriptures say that the heavens sing of God's glory, and the earth tells of the wonderful things he does. Jesus said that if God's people are silent, the rocks themselves will cry out and praise him. When the shepherds heard that the promised one had come, neither distance nor darkness could keep them away. They ran through the night to Bethlehem. When they found the child, they fell down and worshiped him. How could they do anything else? Then they returned, glorifying and praising God. They couldn't help but share the amazing news with everyone they met. baby, a tiny, crying, cute little baby. Instead of diapers, he was wrapped tightly in swaddling clothes, strips of cloth to keep his limbs warm and straight. Instead of a cradle, he was laid in a manger, a feeding trough for animals. He had no other place to sleep. Why would God leave the beauty, the peace, and the happiness of heaven to become a poor, weak, 
helpless infant. Why would he lay aside the glory of all he was and take upon himself the simplicity of a child? He came to be close to us, to touch us, to become like us so that we could become like him. He came because he loved us.
Good people all this Christmas time consider well and bear in mind what our good God for us has done. In Christmas is for everyone. God's great gift is given to each of us and to all of us. Jesus is God's gift of life, holy, full, unending life. Jesus is God's gift of peace, filling each heart and mind. Jesus is God's gift of love, love that enfolds us, lifts us, and transforms our world into the heaven he intended it to be. Praise God for his gift of Christmas. Praise God for Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. 
Amen. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Uh, I, I, there was a couple of thank yous that I uh, was remiss in putting in the bulletin tonight. So just very quickly, I wanted to thank our soloists. I did not get their names into the, um, the, the program, but uh, Gary Zellers and Nathaniel Holloway, Bri uh, Brianna Holloway, and Karen Black. We just uh, appreciate them as well. I thank the choir and for all of their work as well. I, I hope you'll just allow me a few minutes, and honestly, just a few minutes, to kind of recap the thoughts from, from tonight. Um, the things that the narrators spoke, the things that the choir sang. In just a few minutes as we conclude in singing. You know, Jesus was the fulfillment of so many promises throughout the scripture. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Jesus. Don't you love singing the name of Jesus? You know, we shouldn't sing it like we sing any other name or any other word. We should treat it special as he is. For he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. The narrator spoke that Jesus brings joy. Certainly this is a time of joy. So many of our carols that we sing include the word joy or rejoicing. Jesus is love, the narrator spoke of, the choir sang. The narrator said Christmas is a story of faith. You know, Jesus Christ himself is faithful and trustworthy and asks us then for our faith to trust and to believe in him. Christmas is a story of faith. Certainly what Mary had faith in God to believe the angel at his word, Joseph, the same. Christmas is a story of faith. Christmas is a story of worship for Jesus himself. Jesus Christ is God and must be worshipped as God. Jesus humbled himself, though being God, came to this earth as a human baby. And yet, though human, he was fully God. And our narrator said tonight that he came to be close to us, to touch us, to become like us. Why? So that we could become like him. Now, let's explain that a little bit. Jesus is the greatest gift. That was one of the last things our narrators said. Jesus is the greatest gift. And he is given to each of us and to all of us. But you understand that, that a gift is not yours until you receive it. Many of you probably have Christmas trees at home. Some of you might even have wrapped gifts underneath the tree already. But you can't receive that gift yet. <laughs> That's not yours yet because you haven't, it hasn't been given, it hasn't been accepted yet. But God's gift of salvation through Jesus Christ alone is free to all of us. Yes, but each one of us must humbly accept the gift. So through faith, believing in Jesus, that he is the one true God and the only way to heaven. 
John 14, 6 says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You see, your sin, my sin, has separated us from a holy God. God dwells in heaven, and so therefore heaven is pure and a holy place, and God cannot allow any sin or impurity into heaven. So because we have sinned and we are impure, we are forbidden to enter heaven. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned. We're all in the same boat. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Our sin separates us from God forever. And because of our sin, we are separated from God and have earned a place not in heaven, but our sin has earned us a place in eternal damnation. The scripture says, Romans 6.23, the beginning, the wages, what we have earned, the wages of our sin is death. Now, as they say, that's the bad news. If we continue on in that verse, there's some very good news. The second part of that verse is the good news. It's the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Again, Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but, and here's our word, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, Jesus, do you know what his name means? It's Jehovah is salvation. His very name is who he is. He is salvation. Jesus is the Savior of the world. The gift of God is salvation from sin, from death, and from hell, that eternal damnation. But to receive this gift, we have to accept Jesus as he is, our, he is the substitutionary death, his substitutionary death on the cross as payment for your sin and for my sin. Jesus died on the cross, not for his own sin. We die. Each man and woman alive have died because we were born in sin. Jesus died not because he had any sin, for he had none. But Jesus died for the, your sins and for my sins. Then he was buried three days in the tomb. Three days later, he arose from the dead. We celebrate his resurrection at the Easter Resurrection Sunday. He defeated death. He defeated hell. He defeated sin. Jesus Christ rose victoriously. And Jesus is alive today. So it is through Jesus, through his name, which means that very gift of salvation, that we receive the gift of forgiveness of sin. Remember what the angel of the Lord said unto Joseph uh, in a dream when he was to tell him not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife. What did the angel say? Matthew 1, 20 and 21, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, why? For he shall save his people from their sin. Jesus 
is the greatest gift of Christmas because Jesus is the gift of Christmas. He is the gift of salvation. So how do you receive this gift? I know many of you have already, but perhaps there's one, perhaps there's several tonight who's thinking, that's, I need that gift. And verily, if you have not accepted, you do need this gift, this gift of salvation. Romans 10, 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now, you can do nothing to earn this salvation. You can do nothing to purchase this. It is a gift. You cannot earn a gift. If you earn that gift, it ceases to be a gift. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Confess tonight that Jesus is God. Confess that your sins have separated you from a holy God. Your sins, your wrongdoings, and ask for his forgiveness. Believe. Believe that Jesus died for your sins. That he was buried. And that he rose again the third day. And is alive today in heaven. Then by faith. Accept Jesus' death. This is the substitutionary payment for your sin. The debt that you could never pay yourself. And by faith. Receive Jesus as your Savior from sin, from death, and from hell. Jesus is the greatest gift of Christmas because Jesus is the gift of salvation. Pastor Hurley is going to come now and make a few announcements and maybe close in prayer. But please, if you would like to learn more about Jesus and this greatest gift of salvation... Talk to any one of our three pastors tonight. Talk to anyone in the choir. We would love to lead you to Jesus tonight. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for what has been shared tonight. For that wonderful story of the, the gift at Christmas. And as we leave this place tonight... I pray that everyone would consider whether or not they have received that gift of eternal life given so freely. I pray that you'll bless the time of fellowship that we have in Fellowship Hall. Uh, give us a, uh, an interaction with each other that would encourage each other. And may we understand the true meaning of Christmas as we go into this season. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed.